Well, good morning. We're good, are we? Ready for the All Blacks match this afternoon? Last weekend of the holidays, ready to go back to school. We've been away on some family trips, sitting in the car, listening to the same songs over and over, all the same things on TV over and over. And you're like, kids, back to school, bye-bye. Love you, but goodbye. If we're anything like me, sometimes there's things that just get stuck in your head, those songs that go round and round in your head. And the best thing is you don't know the whole song. You know, you know that like one line and it's the only thing you can sing. You can't, you don't even know what song it's from. And when you try and Google it, there's not a song that exists with those words, but it's stuck in your head. Well, over the last few months, I've had this phrase that keeps popping up in all kinds of circumstances. It pops up in conversations, it started popping up in scripture, and it started popping up in songs. And after three different times, I finally went, God? And I asked him, but it was about a month ago, and I was uh, stood praying with some people at a prayer meeting. And uh, this person was just praying for me, and this particular line that they prayed over me stuck out. And I went, okay. I didn't listen to the rest of the prayer, sorry. Um, but that one phrase just echoed round and round and round in my brain. And I thought, oh, that's nice. And then I moved on. And then a couple of weeks later, I was reading in the Psalms. I've loved reading in the Psalms recently. And this phrase pops up in Psalm 23, 5, you anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows. And this person had prayed, would you fill him up to overflowing? This idea of overflowing, and I went, okay, cool, and then I moved on. And then I was at um, another service somewhere, and we were singing the song, and it says, Jesus, would you fill me, I want more of you, fill me up to overflowing. And again, I can't tell you much rest of the rest of that meeting, but that phrase echoed round and round in my head, and so now it had popped up in conversation, it had popped up in scripture, and it had popped up in song. And so I said to God, okay, what are you trying to say to me? Is it you trying to say to me? I'm not saying the songs echoing around in your heads is God speaking to you. Sometimes some of you are thinking about the songs that are echoing in your mind and you're going, don't think it's God. But sometimes those thoughts and ideas that keep coming back to us, maybe that's God. And so I said, God, what are you trying to say to me? And I felt this, his reply, you are coming to me to be filled but I have more. People are coming to me to be filled, but I have more. I have more for them. I have an overflow for them. And I thought, well, I kind of, I already feel full. I mean, sure, I might not be running over, but full isn't full enough. I don't take my glass to the sink, turn the tap on and go, wait till it's overflowing, and then take it back some. I fill it till it's full. I don't run the bath and run the bath till it's overflowing all through my bathroom. Surely full is enough. And God challenged me, but would you let me fill you up to overflowing? I read this story about a young man who was going into an interview. 
And he went into the interview and he was a little nervous. And the business people sat opposite him, went, oh, would you, would you like to pour yourself a, a drink, a glass of water? He goes, oh, yes, please. So he takes the jug and he fills his cup up all the way till it's overflowing all over the table. And the interviewers go, nervous? He goes, no, I always give 110%. It's a silly story. But all of a sudden they noticed that there was this puddle on the table and there was something extra that he wanted to give. I don't fill my fuel tank till it's overflowing. Sometimes I go on a long trip and I wish it was because I misread what it, how much was in the tank. But I don't fill it up to overflowing. But God's asking me, would you allow me to fill you up to overflowing? Our lives can be good, can be filled with the presence of God. But there's more of God. There's more in the jug that he can be filled, poured out into us as we walk with him. It becomes not just about my relationship with God, but about others knowing Jesus also. About not just my life being filled up with the presence of God, but about others being filled up with the presence of God. I wonder if there are people who have been on this journey of prepare over this whole year, of cleaning and mending and going and fishing, who are realizing now that perhaps their full tank and their clean nets are beginning to capture some old habits, who are beginning to notice that their clean nets are just capturing some things that shouldn't be there again, attaching itself to this life that we're living. Like the tank's a little bit lower than it was maybe a month ago. Our tank is just beginning to drop as life returns to busyness. In some ways, I wonder if people are feeling like they're having to put on a performance again so that people will see them a certain way, notice them and won't notice that things are dropping off a little bit, be a little bit less confrontational in what I truly believe and what I say. And in yourself, you feel fine. You feel good, full of God's presence. And it maybe it's enough for you. But when others look, will they see an overflow of Christ in you? When I start reaching out to people, when I start having conversations with my workmates, with my colleagues, maybe it's just a little hard to share the hope, a little hard to show that joy. And God's saying, it's inside you. You've got that inside you, but would you let it overflow that others might see what you have? Don't settle for full. God says, I am more. I have more. I want more for you. I have things set in place for you, things that I've planned in advance for you to do. I have things... Um, ordained for what you are called to do. Would you allow me to fill you up to overflowing? And in responding to God's voice, we step into the freedom of knowing him. Now, I don't know about in your house, but our cup of teas and coffee mugs 
always have a little bit left in the bottom of them. Now, if you're a good human, you take it to the sink, you put it in the sink, you turn the tap on, and you rinse it out, right? And I don't know if you've ever watched it, but when you put it under the tap and it fills up, the whole cup fills up and it goes all brown. And then it starts to overflow. And as it's overflowing, it begins to be replenished. It becomes clean. The water refreshes. It brings things out of the cup and overflowing into the sink. And slowly, as the tap is flowing into the mug, in and out, it begins to clean the mug. In Te Māori, there's a few words that describe this word overflow. There are actually many words, but one puhaki it means to be filled up, up to the brim, overflowing, full to overflowing, but also to bring to the surface that it would become apparent. Right. And as I thought about this mug in the sink, it's bringing the dirt, the dregs of the coffee, the tea, bringing it to the surface and beginning to clean it. It brings to the surface those imperfections. Maybe it's a little bit like us as God's presence fills us to overflowing. It might bring some things to the surface that we go, oh, I don't know, it might be messy for a little while. But it doesn't have to be in a big public way. But slowly as we spend time in his presence overflowing in and out of us, it begins to replenish us. It begins to clean us from the inside out, that clean water flowing out of us to other people. In and out of the cup. In and out of the cup. In and out of you and me. I was reading some scriptures and there's many examples throughout the Bible where God speaks of this overflow. But this one caught my attention again. And then I remember that this is where we've been based. And I mean, okay, God. So in Luke 5, Chapter six, uh, Luke chapter 5, verse 6, it says, When they had done so, when they'd gone out into deep water, when they'd put down their nets for a catch, listen to what Jesus was saying. He said, When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. They came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. The fishermen, been out all night and caught nothing. Had their nets down, caught nothing. Jesus comes and is like, put your nets down. Go out into the deep water and put your nets down. Now they could have easily said, no, there's no fish there. But they went, you know what? Despite my experience, despite what I've done before, despite the failures of what I've done before, I'm going to listen to God and do what he says. And then there is this overflow. I love this. It says, so they signaled to their partners. Why did they signal to their partners? Because there was no choice. They had such an overflow of what God was providing for them. They couldn't help but say, guys, come and look what we've caught. Come and see what my God has provided for me. And I wonder if we allow God to overflow in us as we step out in obedience to him, when he's providing this overflow, we can't help but say to our colleagues, say to our friends, say, guys, I found hope. 
I've found purpose. I've found value. I've found a God who died on the cross for me so that I could have right relationship with him. God, would you overflow in me because I can't help but say, come and look what I've found. Come and see how good my God is. They could have caught some fish, satisfied themselves, and what a miracle that would have been. From no fish to some fish. But God provided an overflow for them because it created space for an invite for other people. It created space where they go, guys, come and see what I found. There's more than enough for me. In fact, there's so much that it'll fill your boat too. Come and see what my God has provided. Come and see what Jesus has done for me. At the end of that story, as you will all know, they all end up leaving their nets, leaving everything they knew to follow Jesus. In New Zealand sign language, the word for overflow is the sign for overflow. And as I was thinking about it, coming from what I have going out, God, would you overflow? Would you use what I have and overflow it to others? Hear Jesus calling, let me fill you up to overflowing. That every interaction you have, every environment you walk into, you don't just carry Jesus inside you, but he overflows into the very room. It overflows in your conversations. It overflows to the ref in your social sports team who made the wrong call again. It overflows to that colleague who sent the wrong email to the wrong department again. It overflows to your boss who asks you to do something by the end of the week and you just don't have time and you don't want to do it. But your grace, the love of Jesus overflows into the room for them. Let love and hope and joy overflow in all that you do. Let it overflow in the way you hold your children at the end of the day. Let it overflow in the way you'd say to your husband or your wife, I love you. Let it overflow in the way you hang out with your friends at school or where you go and hang out with your uni mates. Let it overflow in you and out of you. Not that you have to try putting on extra effort, but because of the very presence of God flowing out of you, it's already in the room. A few years ago, one of my roles uh, at the Levita Youth Trust was overseeing our after-school program. And uh, I used to love running an after-school program, and every day I would stand by the sign-out table and greet families as they came to sign their kids out. Maybe it was an older sibling or an auntie or a nana or just all kinds of people were coming to sign. The, the right people were coming to sign the kids out. Just all kinds of the right people were signing the kids out. Good clarification. Um, but as they would come, I would just simply ask them, how are you? How was your day? What have you been up to? What's going on? And sometimes it was a 10-second conversation, and sometimes I'd be stood there for 10 minutes just talking about the day, what's going on. Now, I can promise you they weren't fancy conversations. They weren't pre-rehearsed conversations. They weren't religious conversations. Some of them knew that I was a Christian. Most of them knew I was a Christian. Most of them knew that I came to church. But it was just a time I spent every day talking and asking them how they were. 
And over some years, I would have a text late at night on a Saturday night just asking me, hey, what time's church tomorrow? Not because I want to come, but because I want to drop my kids off. Oh, that's a good start. Late at night. Now, it wasn't even necessarily that I'd invited them to come to church. It wasn't specifically that I'd said, you should come along with me. But just in taking time for them and being real in who I was, there was this overflow to these families. And as I thought about this in the years past, I mean, what was that overflow? Why was it that those conversations were had? Because they weren't super important, well-articulated conversations. It was just a hello from me to you. But what I came to realize, and what I knew was in private, I'd spent time praying for these families. I'd spent time reading in my Bible for these families. I'd spent time in my car pleading with God for these families. I'd spent time in tears with God crying over some of these families. And it was the time in the private with God that overflowed out of me into the room when I was with these families, simply at after-school program. It's so easy sometimes to just get on with life. We spend our time reading our word, we come to church and we worship, we pray. And it's good. And we should. We can offer up a quick prayer as we, as we drive to work. We'll drop the kids off at school. And we can survive the day. We can do more than survive the day. We can enjoy it and do really well. But I wonder how people around us would experience life if we lived with an overflow. If our time in prayer was not just spent for our wants and needs, as we should, but for others. What if our time spent in the Word wasn't just for our filling, but for others? Last week, David Peters, he was one line in one of his slides said, there are, few, there are many interferers and few intercessors. And I went, wow. What if my time with God wasn't just about filling me up, but was for an overflow for others? What if we began to ask God to fill us up to overflowing? We're reaching out to our friends and family isn't just in our own strength. Not in our own understanding, but with Christ in us, coming out of us. There are times when we need to allow Jesus access to those fishing nets again, those places in our lives where we're reaching out to others. It's not a one-time thing. Like the cup in the sink, being filled up, bringing it to the surface, and overflowing, being cleaned 
and refresh. The Holy Spirit going ahead and preparing a way. Galatians 5, 22 and 25 says this, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Those who belong to Christ have nailed the passions, their passions and desires of the sinful nature to the cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. The presence of God, Holy Spirit living in, of, in us, coming out of us, becomes something we can follow. We can listen to His voice and follow what He has for us. Band, I'm going to ask you to come join me on stage again. So how do we ask God for an overflow? How do we actually take this and go, all right, God, would you fill me up? And I think there are some really simple things we can do. The first thing we can do is we can ask. That sounds simple, doesn't it? Ask. There are so many times in the Bible, though, where it says, ask and you shall receive. Look and you will find. God says, I'm here. Just take a step and I'm here. Just ask God. God, would you fill me up to overflowing that everywhere I walk, carrying your presence, it would just flow out of me. God, there'd be an ease of conversation because your presence goes before me. God, would you fill me up to overflowing? Two, obey it. Obey Him. When God speaks to you, when something gets your attention, when a phrase or an idea or some words echo around in your brain, maybe just say, God, are you speaking to me? And then do it. Step out in the overflow. If you find you're waking up in the middle of the night, maybe just simply asking God, what are you asking me? What are you speaking to me about? Like the fishermen who trusted not in their own understanding and their own experiences, but they heard God, they heard Jesus say, I'm telling you, do this. And they let down their nets, caught an overflow, and then were forced to be an invite. Because look what I found. Ask for it. Obey what he says. Receive it. Number three, receive it. I wondered about this. Because if I'm asking for it, then of course I want it. But it's really easy to say things. But our faith says, I know it's the right thing to do, but I'm just not sure. I don't know what it's kind of going to require of me. You can get into the thinking and goes, oh, God wouldn't want to use me. I'm not quite good enough for that. What I have, it's, it's close to full. That's good enough. Trust God. He knows you and it may bring things to the surface. 
or make you aware of things that you weren't before. But God is kind. God is full of grace and mercy. And I know this because He's kind to me. I know I have things inside me that He's working with me on and He doesn't say, you know what, you've got this wrong, but He allows me the time and space and as I spend time in His presence, it brings them to the surface and as I go, God, would you just deal with them? Then I take steps in the practical. God does what He does and we receive it. We ask God, we obey Him and we receive what He wants to give us. We're about to stand and sing another song. And as you sing, would you just declare, God, I want an overflow. Come and do in me what you would have me do. God, you can have this overflow that every room I walk into, there'd be something of your presence that goes before me. God, would you be grace-filled and kind to me as I work, as it brings these things to the surface. And God is. So I'm going to ask you to stand as I read from Philippians 1, 9 to 11. I pray that your love will overflow more and more and that you will keep on growing in knowledge and understanding. For what I want you to understand, for I want you to understand what really matters so that you may live pure and blameless lives until the day of Christ's return. May you always be filled with the fruit of your salvation, the righteous character produced in your life by Jesus Christ. For this will bring much glory and praise to God. God bless you.